I'm Matthew Warder. I'm David Wingard. I'm Alex Foreman. And I'm Sophie Hara. And today we're going to be discussing person versus person conflicts in the book Clap When You Land. So, um, I, or the biggest person to person conflict I found was um, the dad's effect on both Kamino and Yohara. Like, so um, we were really able to see um, how their dad um, affected them because in this part that we just read, um, they were, um, well, Yohara, um, she was shown to be skipping school a bunch and she was um, losing track of time um, with her finals, she didn't know when they were. Like this was her form of um, grieving. She just um, kind of stopped paying attention to the world. Yeah, and I think her not paying attention to the world is just like it's a normal reaction to the loss of a family member, but it's gonna affect her so much in the end. And even though it's not like a traditional person versus person conflict, it's so like it has such a great impact on her that it kind of counts as a person versus person impact, uh, conflict. I feel like her feelings are conflicted too. Like she loved her dad and all, but she also knows, um, she's angry about him, about like him having another wife. Cause that, I think at that time she didn't know about, um, yet. So. Yeah. And also I think because, um, because she found out all this stuff about her dad, she's almost doing it, like, in spite of him. Like, her, like, giving up in school is kind of, like, a way of getting back at him. Like, she's kind of mad at him for what he did to her family. Yeah, like, I feel like it's kind of a coping mechanism because she must have felt really betrayed when she found out all these secrets that he was keeping from her. Yeah, uh, this wasn't the first conflict she had with him either. I mean, earlier in the story... They had that started to have the inability to connect after she quit chess, and you saw how big of an effect that had on their relationship with him not him not being as proud of her for quitting and her really feeling that effect. Yeah, I mean, you could tell the dad was just so passionate about like chess and her quitting just uh, kind of separated them a little bit. And after his death, it just had such a huge impact on her and all that she's done with her life. Yeah, it's the way when she had quit chess, too. I think he was in the Dominican Republic, and it was the only time that he had contacted her during the summer was to just, like, be mad about her about, like, quitting chess. So I feel like, like, that's another example. Yeah, I think another uh, really good example of how um, of a person versus person conflict is the Camino versus El Cerro conflict down in the Dominican Republic. Uh, Camino is the stalker who, uh, or stalker, like he watches over her. And before, uh, the father had paid him off, but now that they don't have enough money, they don't know how they can pay him off. And Camino is slowly coming back. Like, uh, for example, Camino, or sorry, El Cerro is starting to come back. Um, for example, Camino saw him like in the trees looking at her, and they just—that's uh, another person versus purpose in conflict because they don't know how to get rid of him because they just don't have the money. Yeah, you gotta feel bad for Camino too. Like right after 
she lost her father. She has to deal with being stalked by a guy and she really can't enjoy her life anymore because she's always thinking about, she's always like checking over her shoulder, checking her surroundings to see where else Sarah is, uh, plus grieving over the loss of her dad. Yeah, yeah. Camino also has to, um, like her, she also lost her mother a while ago. So she now said that she feels like an orphan now that her dad's gone. Like, even though um, she has her Tia, she still doesn't have that parent connection with her. So that really has just made her feel like an outsider. Yeah, Camino has just such a difficult life. Like, Yohara, like, it's hard that she lost her father, but she's still in New York, and she's still, like doing okay compared to like Camino who who literally has nothing right now and she's living in the Dominican Republic which is just such a difficult place to like live by herself pretty much yeah she also feels like an outsider because she can't really connect with any of the people any of the kids that she goes to school with she was saying that like um she's kind of whitewashed compared to um the um, compared to the students that she's around because her father lived in New York and she's just not really one of them. Yeah, and that's a great point because I think if she went to New York, she would be like too, uh, too I don't know how to say it, but like cultural like for New York. Dominican yeah, too her. Dominican for New York. So she really doesn't belong anywhere. And just mm-hmm. her life is just so difficult. And now she has El Sarah, this guy's stalking her. And I mean... It's just crazy that she's still able to, like, cope with all this stuff. Her father's death, her mother's death, El Sara living in the Dominican Republic and not fitting in. It's crazy. Wait, I have a question. Uh-huh. Um, did, um, uh, did Camino say, um, like, what El Sara would do to her if they didn't pay? Um, I don't think so. I think it's kind of implied, like... That he's just going to keep stalking her. It's the way that um, she said, I don't know, like, what I owe you, but can you, like, you leave me alone at one point? And he was like, oh, like, you owe me more than you know or something like that. Okay. So, I, I, I saw was, somewhere that it was, like, about trafficking. Like, she's going to be brought in. Oh, yeah. uh, that would make sense. Okay. They kind of mentioned that in the beginning. Yeah, it's so scary having to, like, like Alex said, like, look over your shoulder every time anything happens. I feel like the next big conflict I saw was between Yahara and her mom when um, I think it was Tia Jorge brought up that the dad wanted to be buried in the Dominican Republic and her mom is really against um, Yahara going back to the island at all or even visiting there for the first time. And, and um, but Yahara had like this big connection with her dad, even like it, even like through the conflicts they had and what she found out, she still loved him a lot. And so she felt like it wouldn't be right to not even be there to comfort him when he's being buried because he was he was alone on the plane and all that. And so I think in the very end, before the half ended, that she's planning to go on her own. Like, um, I think she's planning her own plane trip and doing all that so that she can first, like, see Camino because they just found out of each other and also to go to the funeral of her father. I think this is, like, another example of her trying to do something in spite of her father's death because she's kind of, like, being a rebel right now. 
And the other thing is, I kind of agree with the mom in not letting her go because the Dominican Republic is just such like a dangerous place. We see that with like El Cerro. Like that's just something that you wouldn't consider as a teenager trying to buy a ticket to go to your dad's funeral. Like she could literally be abducted in the Dominican Republic, which is kind of scary. You, yeah, you, just, uh, you can go. Oh, no, it's okay. You can go. Okay. Um, you could see why she would want to, though. I mean, she just lost her father, who she, had, she for the most part, had a great connection with. She wants to, she's heard about all the stuff Camino's going through, and she wants to be there for her, too. And I don't think it's so much her mom, or I don't think it's so much her, like, trying to do it against her mom. I think it's that she just feels, she would feel so bad not being there for her dad and for Camino, even though she just really just met Camino. See, in some ways, I can understand her, but also this part kind of surprised me because this was after she found out that um, he had a second wife. Like, I just wouldn't expect that um, Yahara would still, like, love him and still care about that after knowing this stuff. But at the same time, like, it's her dad. I understand that she would want to go see him. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that. Like, it's her dad. She's not going to just, like, completely give up and just be like, oh, I guess he had another family. I'm not going to go to his funeral. Like, she still cares about him, even if she's kind of angry at him. Yeah, I feel like she's only taking, like, her emotions to account as well, like, with, like, her dad and then finding out about her, like, sister, that she's not really thinking about, like, what you said earlier, about just, like, her as a girl going along to the Dominican Republic that she's never been to or knows anything about, really. Because um, even if she went with her mom, I, her mom grew up there and all that. So I feel like it would be a little better, but her going alone, I don't think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think that's actually a terrible idea because it's just such a dangerous place. And if you don't know what you're doing, I mean, Yahara is not old enough to understand. I mean, she's still in school and like that, that would just be a, a crazy adventure. Yeah, so um, so far, I think that the biggest person to, uh, person conflict was between um, Yahara and Kamino and with their dad. Yeah, and I feel like a big one that's going to be coming up to see if what you had to do is uh, the conflict between her and her mom and going to the Dominican Republic. I think yeah, the... Can... Oh. oh, yeah. Okay, um, I think the biggest, it's not just the biggest, but it's the most, like, concrete, because it truly is, like, a person-versus-person conflict the most, is between El Cerro and Camino, just because it, it truly is, like, a person-versus-person conflict. Yeah, like what Matthew said, it, it's, like, the, the only one that's, like, I don't really know how to say it, but it's the only one that, like, you know for sure is in the story and can, it's only gonna get worse. Like, there's, no, there's really no fixing it. Yeah, so I think that concludes our podcast today. Um, I'm Matthew Warder. I'm Sophia. I'm David Wingard. And I'm Alex Foreman. Thanks for listening.